0: Welcome to Sports Rivals with Monty and Ernie, lively entertaining banter on sports topics you want to hear. Edition of the Sports Rivals for Ernie. I'm Monty. Together we form the Sports Rivals, and we're ready to talk sports. But before we get going, today is the November 21st edition, and I want to give a shout out and a very happy birthday. To my daughter, Tiana, who turns 24 today. Wow. She was our original producer. She's the graphic artist behind the picture of the sports rivals that you see out there wherever you get your podcast. Um, But she moved on to bigger and better things, Ernie. She's in her second (laughs) year of law school in Seattle. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Happy birthday, T. All right. So, Ernie, a great weekend in Hawaii sports. Okay. Okay. We have to preface that because both our Steelers and Rams <laughs> lost. And I think the Rams aren't going to win another game this year. But let's talk about the good news first. Okay. University of Hawaii, 10 and a half, 11 point underdogs to UNLV, beats them last night for their third win of the year on senior night. Your early thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it was a ter- terrific win. I mean, I'm glad that they were able to do it this way. I mean... The UNLV running Rebels were going off of a pretty bad losing streak, I believe. So I think they caught them at the right time. But, you know, I don't want to really downplay the win for the Rainbow Warriors. They really did. They they, they did well. Schrager did did excellent. Three touchdown passes. Diedrich Parsons in his final game, 19 carries for 115 yards. Good luck, Mr. Parsons. You have... uh, uh, a lot of good stuff that you left for the University of Hawaii. I hope you do well in your future endeavors. But, you know, what a way to go out. I think this sets precedence for next season. And I think we can, we can both actually have aspirations that next season they can build upon this
0: yeah you're absolutely right I mean first with UNLV you're right Ernie they've lost six consecutive games in the conference um they're kind of sputtering down the stretch and one thing that can be said is despite Hawaii's three and nine record they are the best team in Nevada they beat both (laughs) Nevada and UNLV um but I agree it was inspiring the effort that they gave they almost tried to you know, at one point I was like, wow, they got this in the bag. Then it's a strip sack, fumble, scoop and score. And then another fumble. And I was like, oh, no, don't lose this one. But somehow Parsons gets that last 31, 30, 30 plus yard touchdown run. And the Warriors hang on. I'm excited. They've got one more game. They're going to go on the road to play San Jose State. I, they're going to be decided underdogs. I think they open as a 12-point underdog. Mm-hmm. But at this point, three wins, winning the last home game, winning a couple of games at home. I think there's for a three and nine team. There seems to be a lot more enthusiasm around the, the Warrior program than you would think, considering the three and nine mark. But I think everyone can see the improvement, right. the fight. And right. that makes you proud when your team is fighting as they fight. Yeah, I think
1: the way they, come out, they came out earlier this year, uh, I mean, it seemed like a curse, but I think it was more of a blessing. It kept everybody's expectations in check, especially when you have a, a coach who was a, a, like a renowned player coming out of the University mm-hmm. of Hawaii, sending a, a whole bunch of passing records. Uh, so that, you know, curbed the enthusiasm. It kind of brought everything back down to earth. And then you can really look through, you know, your eyes how good this team can become. You know, especially with all the young players like uh, Schrager is only a sophomore. So yeah. he's
0: and then Ty Hines is only a freshman. Exactly. I, I
1: I like I mentioned I really like that guy. Mm-hmm. Be, put on twenty pounds of muscles over the offseason, please. <laughs> but still if you can if you can keep your shiftiness and speed. That guy's going to be great And I was
0: really encouraged By the play of the defense Down the stretch I mean They were And it was the young guys The the real young guys That are kind of Leading the charge So a lot to be optimistic about And Hawaii really wants Timmy Chang to do well. Not those handful of people that definitely wanted June Jones to come back, that live in the past, but most of Hawaii want Hawaii boys to do well, and I think you and I are definitely two big proponents of Timmy Chang succeeding, and I think he gave a glimmer of hope that his coaching ability is better than maybe some thought because anytime you start one way and you end a different way to the positive, it's an encouraging sign. Considering the lack of
1: overall talent on this team, yeah, not only because he's he's a Hawaii boy, he's a white boy, so he's from our our neck of the woods here on the islands. I mean, we you know we're both men of faith. He went to our church. He grew up going going to our church. Uh, really a guy really low-key very humble guy a guy you can really root for that's the type of guy Hawaii really roots for you know not brash or anything. So really, pooling for you, Timmy. Pooling for you, big time. Yeah.
0: So congratulations, UH. What a way to send the seniors out with a victory. Again, they they move to three and nine with one more game left next week in San Jose. Twelve point underdogs. Who knows? Maybe we can shock Chevin Cordero and the Spartans and come home with our fourth victory of the yeah. year. Yeah. Now, quick word on on the HHSAA football playoffs that happened over the weekend. Unfortunately. Ernie's alma mater, the Campbell Sabres, Sabres went down to Kahuku 32-7 on Friday in the first semifinal game. But here's the weird part about that. And this is the part that gives me a little bit of concern about Kahuku. Kahuku had 146 yards of total offense for the game. The only problem was they intercepted the Campbell Sabres four times, returning three of them for touchdowns. So they had three pick sixes, and that's what led to such a big uh, margin of defeat. In the second game, again, played at Mililani's field, Punahou completely dominates Mililani, 52 to 24, getting the rematch that I think all of Hawaii really wanted, The clear two best teams. Kahuku beat Punahou early in the season uh, in a tough slugfest out in Kahuku. This is the game we all wanted. If there was a line on this game, I think Punahou's the favorite. Kahuku's offense has been sputtering. Their defense is incredible. But Punahou is playing, in my opinion, better. I hope the public school wins, but I'm
1: afraid the private school is going to pull this one out. Wow. I mean, just the way that you... Not not to dwell back on the Campbell game, but Campbell had a shot then.
0: (laughs) I mean, if they don't throw three pick sixes, um, you never know. And then again, but you know, to Kukui's credit, it was out of control with the pick sixes early. Maybe they were cruising. Whatever the reason, it comes down to number one Kahuku, number two Punahou for the state championship. It should be a barn burner in the division. In the division one. I was surprised. Waipahu blew out Iolani, thirty-five wow. to ten. That's a surprise. Yeah, Iolani was the number one seed. Waipahu blew him out. They're gonna face Kona Waina in probably the best game of the of the playoffs so far. They hit a field goal with no time left on the clock to edge Aiea twenty-seven to twenty-four. Ia led most of that game. Kona Waina got it done when it counted at the end. So it's Waipahu Kona based on how waipahu is playing right now i'd have to say waipahu is probably the favorite in the d1
1: okay go Waipahu, go kahuku those are my
0: two teams <laughs> the two public school teams you know what i'm a big island boy i'm going to ha- despite the fact that so many of the girls that we coach went to waipahu high school i got to go with the big island peeps yeah. i'm going for konowaina although i think waipahu's going to ha- gonna take that one and in the division two championship it is a battle of big uh neighbor island teams as Waimea from Kauai defeats Honoka'a 17 to uh 20 to, no 17 to 0 and King Kekaulike blank Nanakuli 20 to 0 so it's King Kekaulike versus Waimea in the D2 championship Kauai usually does well but this King Kekaulike uh, team looks to be a little bit better than what the Waimea has shown so far, so that are your championship games next week. It'll open with King Like and Waimea, followed by Waipahu and Kona Waina, and then in the nightcap, the one that we've all been waiting for. Kahuku, and Punahou for the state championship.
1: Get those pick sixes, Red
0: Raiders. (laughs) Let's go Red. All right, so Ernie, just real quick before we jump into football, I do want to highlight, I, I don't think we can ignore that the Major League Baseball Awards came out this week. Really no real surprises. We'll right. spit through this real quick. Your Cardinal, Paul Goldschmidt, won the National League MVP relatively mm-hmm. easy. Aaron Judge did get 28 of thirty first place votes to defeat Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. He won that pretty easily. Two unanimous Cy Young Awards, Justin Verlander in the American League, Alcantara in the National League. Uh, Rookie of the Year is no surprise, Julio Rodriguez. Um in the American League, Michael Harris in the National League. And I think the only thing is maybe the manager of the year. You had Terry Francona win his third managerial title as manager of the year with the Cleveland Guardians who surprised winning the American League Central. And then you had Buck Showalter of the Mets winning his fourth manager of the year title with four different teams. So he wins it. I thought Dave Roberts had his best chance ever because the Dodgers had so many injuries and won 111 regular season games. But I don't think he'll, no matter what he does, he's never gonna win because people expect the Dodgers to win. So congratulations to all of those uh, recipients. No Dodgers, no Dodgers <laughs> anywhere. But now we're in the middle of free agency starting to take shape, some trades that are starting to percolate. It's going to be interesting to see where people land going forward. So the Major League Baseball, that's our last talk on the baseball scene until spring training back in February. So, Ernie, let's get into the NFL. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I want to talk a little bit about my Rams. I mean, I think at this point in time, it is just a, a, a comedy to see the injury situation with them. They they are now on their fifteenth and sixteenth offensive lineman. Two more went out last week. Um, it's ridiculous, but they put up twenty points somehow. Yeah. But. Matt Stafford goes out with a possible second concussion. He missed last week with a concussion. He missed the second half today with a possible concussion. If he is in concussion protocol, chances are with two concussions in two weeks, they'll put him on IR. We're out cup. We're out Stafford. um, We're out 15 offensive linemen it's really bleak and we go to kansas city next week so <laughs> it, the, the worst is gonna get so with the with the rams i think for all of you ram fans some of you are really taking this hard actually ernie check this out i actually saw this guy on twitter say was winning the world championship last year really worth being three and seven this year yeah and i was like are you on crap yeah. like really so you would rather just be 10 and 7 every single year win nothing than win a championship and struggle the next year for whatever the reasons are
1: that's that trust me i'm a Boston Celtics fan they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals for the last six years I'm hurting right now if they could have just gone to I'm glad they went to the finals last year but yeah being in that that final four Doesn't really matter if they you got you got you got to win the chip, you got to win the chip, you
0: have to, and when you can win a chip, it is all worth it. That's why you play, you don't play to be good all the time you play to win championships and we got one last year so i gotta say i will take that any way shape or form now Ernie, before we get to the steelers we are watching as we record you guys know we record on sunday nights the chargers have just scored with just under two minutes left to take a 27 23 lead over the chiefs does patrick mahomes have some magic in him to bring them back to take this so 27 23 chargers 146 to go in the fourth quarter your Steeler game Ernie, the good news The good Steelers news? scored 30 <laughs>
1: points today 30 points they put up The bad news The Bengals had 37 Yeah, it was, it was a disappointing I mean, yeah, I'm glad that they, they You know, they got through their funk I mean, it's really two weeks that they played really At least half decent offense I mean, last, last week against the New Orleans Saints They had over 200 yards rushing This week, not as much But again, uh they were able to put points, just couldn't stop this. And in particular, uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins had early Thanksgiving. What I mean by that is he feasted on the Pittsburgh secondary. Nine catches, 148 yards, and he just left the you know the crumbs for. Samaje Perrin, who had... but That's well, the killer, though. All the touchdowns.
0: That's the killer. You have the backup running back, you know, score three receiving touchdowns yeah. on similar type plays and just running it in. Yep, because Joe um, that, Mixon was
1: out. Yeah, he got concussed as well. Joe Mixon was out. I mean, uh, but the Steelers defense, which has been uh, disappointing, was disappointing again today. TJ Watt did make his presence noticeable. He had a half a sack. He had two pass defenses and, and, and an unreal interception. Yeah. An unreal interception. Yeah. Uh, Highsmith had another half sack, so that puts. He's got to be at least in the top five in sacks, but the defense is too many holes allowing Burrow. Burrow racked up another 300 yard pass the game. Just couldn't stop them in the second half. They were leading by three at the half, which I thought would put a lot of momentum in the second half. They came out with the ball first. I think it was their first four possessions was three and out, three and out, four and out, and then three and out. They just couldn't do anything. And then they had just to make it actually closer than the, the game was, was their last drive where they got the touched on, but the Bengals let them have that as 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 baby.
0: Yeah, so I mean but the fact that they scored 30, I think it is I think is encouraging. You had Kenny Pickett 25 for 42, 265, another game without a turnover. So recently he's not turning the ball over. He had one touchdown. Najee had a great touchdown run, uh, ninety yards on twenty carries, two touchdowns, which is uh, good which is yeah, which is which is really good. And then Pickens had a you know a touchdown, a couple great catches. Right. He showed well. Fieremuth, you know, although it was a little bit garbage time, eight catches, seventy nine yards. So the young guys, I, I think, hopefully it's it's an encouraging sign as they try to take that next step. But it's becoming a two team race there. The Browns lost. So they're, the Steelers and Browns are both 3-7. The Ravens go to 7-3. The Bengals go to 6-4. Six six and four. And four. It's right. kind of a two-team race there. But let's stay in the AFC as we wait for the conclusion of the Kansas City game. Let's go to that AFC East where the Patriots beat the Jets on a last-second punt return to 10-3 in bad weather conditions, at least very windy weather conditions they're both six and four so now you have seven and three miami seven and three buffalo six and four jets six and four patriots everybody at least two games over 500 your
1: thoughts on the east i really think it's gonna be miami uh coming down the wire buffalo uh, another close one against uh in my opinion a cleveland team that's headed in the wrong direction Uh, they showed their weaknesses the last several weeks Miami is just on fire. I think they have the momentum in that division. New York Jets, I think, will bounce back. I think that was a weather condition. They should have won that game. That uh, special team touchdown by New England was a godsend for them. I think they, they really needed that because, uh, I mean, the way that their schedule looks like, I really, they're, they're gonna be grasping just to hit the playoffs, in my opinion. Even though they are tied with the Jets as, as far as record-wise is concerned, I really think it's going to come down to uh, Miami and Buffalo, obviously, because they have the best records. But Buffalo, they got to change their act right now because they, they peaked too early. Right now, they look
0: very mortal. I think the encouraging sign for them today is they finally had a running game. They had two guys at over 80 yards rushing, and one wasn't called, wasn't named Josh Allen. Uh, James Cook and Singletary both had good rushing games, but you're right. They have not looked. They've been out of sorts now for about a month. They lost two in a row. They found the way to win today, um, but that division is just loaded in the South Thursday night, Tennessee Titans find a way to win. They go up to Green Bay. Green Bay coming off a 31-28 victory over Dallas. Tennessee controlled this game. I mean, it was 27-17, and it was around there. It wasn't close. They had it in control. They controlled the clock. They controlled the lines of scrimmage. They're at 7-3. The coach, lose a heartbreaker, they had the Eagles the whole way until the very end. They now drop to... uh, four and six and one i believe i don't think they had their bye yet and then of course the jags and the texans are rounding things out there in the west we're still waiting on this one minute and 18 seconds left you have second and four at the kansas city 49 yard line with a minute and 18 mahomes trying to drive them for the winning touchdown if they lose if this score holds true and they lose they will fall to seven and three the chargers will go to six and four and the Raiders on an overtime touchdown from car to Devontae adams beat the broncos in denver so now they both have same records with three wins in that division so the the uh, the afc has kind of really separated itself like like you said last week anyone can get hot but it kind of really looks like kansas city san diego tennessee baltimore cincinnati and the East, nine teams competing for seven spots. Right. So two of those teams aren't going to make it. And at this point in time, I don't know which two that's going to be. But the AFC is starting to not be so wide open right, right. now.
1: Right, right, right. I I think you count the, the Steelers out, Cleveland out. I mean, everybody in the AFC South other than Tennessee and Denver and Las Vegas, the rest are going to be battling it out for the last spot. I mean, I, I like if the Chargers can pull that out, I mean, I'm going to give them credit for that. That'll give them momentum. Really one of their better quality wins if they're able to if they're able to hang on to that, that score that's supposed to right now. But, uh, you know, I just I just don't see any of those other teams that are lacking right now that are under 500 really making headway. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think. Uh
0: Herbert is starting to round into a little bit better form. I think it really helps that he had today for the first time in a long time. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both playing, although they're really not doing much. And here's the update. 37 seconds left. The Kansas City Chiefs are now at the 22-yard line of the Chargers. 37 seconds left. They just called a timeout. We'll keep you posted on that. Although by the time you listen to this, you know exactly what happened. (laughs) Let's go into the NFC where the only thing that I really want to cover is the Dallas Cowboys go into Minnesota who had won seven games in a row and absolutely destroyed them 40 to three. That is that is a molly I mean, they were just pounding Cousins all day long. Before he even finished his drop, he was being sacked. Pollard, two touchdown receptions. Zeke, two touchdowns rushing. Um, Kansas City has just scored Patrick Mahomes' touchdown to kelsey to me? take the 29 27 lead wow. with 31 seconds left pending the extra point so kansas city has taken the lead there over the chargers on a mahomes to kelsey their third touchdown uh connection in this game so wow. the greats just the greats just are great they yeah. just keep getting it done that yeah, is so but in that, so the Eagles squeaked by. Dallas rolled the Vikings. The Giants seem to be going south, and the Commanders seem to be going north. Yep. They win again. They're now at six and five. So you have nine and one, eight and two, seven and three, six and five. The East. Is the best division in the NFC? Yeah,
1: just like how the East is the best division in the NFC. My goodness! On, on and, and and you know that's 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 good for football. That is good for football. It shows the parity that's out there, and I'm and I'm and I'm glad. I'm glad that the that uh, the Washington Commanders are able to 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 actually do this. I mean, what a game on Monday when they actually knocked Philadelphia off of their winning streak. Shocking. They dominated. That is the second time in three years they were able to end winning streaks for undefeated teams. They did that on the Steelers' 11-game winning streak, and they did that for the Philadelphia's 8-game winning streak. So, you know.
0: You know know what was funny is that they could—I mean, it was obvious what what could be done. The ticket was just continually run the ball, control the clock. So, what happens— on Wednesday, the Eagles signed Linville Joseph to shore up the interior of the defensive line. And on Thursday, they signed Ndamukong Su, two guys that were just sitting on the sidelines as free agents. They both played today and they did reasonably well helping to control Jonathan Taylor. Um, but... The Eagles sense that this is their chance. They need to go for it. Mm -hmm. They're nine and one, so I get it with that. So that's the the brief recap. We're not gonna go through every single game. We normally go into our top five right now, but I'm gonna hold off on the top five real quick just so we can finalize this game, because it may have an impact on my rankings um, if Kansas City were to somehow lose this. But the real reason is, gang, Ernie went 2-0 again. So in the last five weeks, despite suffering a stroke 10 days ago, since the stroke, he's 4-0. and He's won 9 out of 10. Today, he may have gotten a little bit lucky with the Raider comeback at the end to get it into overtime and then the victory. Um, but he won easy. With the, with the Colts who controlled that game all game long. So the Colts, he had the Colts plus six and a half. They won. He had the Raiders plus two and a half. They won. Ernie has now won nine out of 10. Finally, I get on track with the two and a week. I had um, the Washington Commanders over the Texans. That was an easy victory there. And then I got lucky on the New England one after having a little bit of bad luck with missed field goals throughout the game. A punt return with five seconds left at 84. (laughs) That made up for that. So I finally have a 2-0 week. So let's go to what your picks are for next week because it is Thanksgiving week. Mm -hmm. Black Friday is Friday. You may be going with some Thursday games. There's going to be some people writing your picks Thursday so
1: they can shop Friday, Ernie. So where are you going? Okay, hopefully you're not paying extra for your merchandise (laughs) on. on Friday. <laughs> but I'm gonna give you two Thursday games. I'm gonna go, the first one's gonna be Minnesota and New England. Lightning is not gonna strike twice for New England folks. Minnesota, I think, kinda of gave up towards the end, making that score a little bit uh, worse than it was, even though it was a shellacking by Dallas. I think Minnesota cracks back, you know, gets their pride back, you know, looks in the mirror and says, you know what, that was us, that was embarrassing. We're not gonna do it again. They're gonna exact revenge at home. Take the three and a half points Over New England The second one is going to be Dallas at the New York Giants Dallas has been playing well You know, ever since Well,
0: As long as they don't play the Packers Exactly
1: After the Packers win I think that was their motivation To come up uh, uh, This weekend And and, and put on that uh, That booting The Giants just haven't been playing well As of late I think uh, I think I think they they figured out uh, you know that they're not they are who they they really are. The Giants are still they have to play Philly twice. Now they gotta play Dallas. I think the Giants' great start comes back to earth. They they show that they are just gonna be a mediocre team. Sorry, Ryan, but the Dallas Cowboys. Minus the eight and a half over the New York Giants.
0: Yeah, so I like both of those picks. I mean, I do think that the Giants are going backwards, and it's also it's always hard to be the road team on a thir- on, you know, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas is going to be playing at home. They're they're going to be playing well. I like the I like the laying the eight and a half. I mean, it went from seven to eight and a half today. One team loses to Detroit at home pretty handily. One team destroys a once-beaten Viking team on the road. I think that makes sense. So I like your two picks there. So again, those two are Thursday night games. So gang, bet it Thursday. Go shopping Friday, courtesy <laughs> of the sports rivals and Ernie. I am going to take uh, two two weekend games. I'm going to lay four points with Baltimore going to Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville is coming off a bye. Uh, I, I think I'm hoping that the Ravens will respond a little bit better offensively. They struggled today. They only scored 13 points, and that was late. Um, I think they'll come back and they'll find a way to win by seven at the Jacksonville Jags. And then I also have the Washington Commanders. I'm going to ride the hot hand. They helped me today. They beat the Eagles last week. They're on a roll. They're committed now to Tyler Henneke. He's not going to get Wentz is not going to get his job back as he should not. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're playing. They're winning with him. Kansas City intercepts uh, Justin Herbert. They win the game 30-27. to 27. So, Kansas oh. City goes to 8-2. The Chargers slip to 5-5 five and five now. So, again, even more clarity. Now, they could get hot, but even more clarity. I think, I think they're out. Yeah, that, that's going to make it hard. So, Commanders minus 3 over the Falcons at home. Baltimore at the Jacksonville. Lane 4 is where I'm going to go. So, now, Ernie, now that we have finality here... Let's jump into our top fives. You want to go first? Sure.
1: Why not? Okay. Go for it. Okay. So my top, oh, if I can get actually back into my shield here, I'm going to put, you know, Philly loss, even though they came back today, they have to drop. Minnesota, even though they have a terrific record, losing by the margin that they had, cannot put them in my top. I can't even put them in my top five. So, so they drop by default. Kansas City's, Unreal Comeback, as we mentioned, puts them in the top spot at number one. Uh, By default, again, Miami continues their terrific play. Tua's playing great. I actually like, right now, if Miami played Kansas City, I would, on neutral field, I would probably take Miami at this point in time. But I'm still playing the number two. Uh, Baltimore becomes my number three team. I still like Philly, you know, They showed their medal, you know, bouncing back from that loss to the Commanders. They're my number four team. And Dallas re-enters my top five with that uh, pouncing of over the Minnesota Vikings. They are my number five team.
0: All right, so this is what I'm going to do with mine. I still have the Eagles at number one, despite the fact that they lost on Monday and they almost lost today. They are nine and one, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for one more week. Right behind them, the Kansas City Chiefs. I have them very close at number two. Right behind Kansas City, the Dallas Cowboys for me. I had them out of my top five after losing to Green Bay, but today's victory... If Dallas plays like that, they can win the Super Bowl because their defense was just destroying a good offensive line. Parsons was awesome. Yeah, I I mean, and if if Pollard is going to continue to produce like that, it's going to be it's going to be tough. So I have Dallas there at number three. I have Minnesota still at four, just ahead of Miami at five. The only reason I have Miami behind Minnesota is Minnesota did beat Miami in Miami, granted Tua didn't play that game, so that would be the only thing. So I'll, I'll throw out, you know, you tend to try to throw out the worst loss. This certainly qualifies as the worst loss for them. If you're right, they're going to come back and bounce back on Thursday and knock off the Patriots. So we'll see. So I've got Eagles, Kansas City, Dallas, um, Minnesota, and Miami. You have the Ravens instead of um, Minnesota in your top five. Exactly. All right. So, gang, that's it right there. So you have the four picks to parlay next week. Two on Thursday, two on Sunday. You have our top five. We're getting to the last third of the season now. Almost everybody is going to have their bye weeks. We're not going to come down the stretch. Right. What a difference a year makes for me. I mean, last <laughs> year we're thinking Super Bowl. This year we're thinking, God, please, no more injuries. Please, no more injuries because it's been, it's been a nightmare. So before we get into Ernie's closing thought, which today, gang, is going to be a preview of the World Cup. So if you're not a soccer fan it's time to be a soccer fan because there's nothing quite like the World Cup. The World Cup around the world is like having a one-month-long Super Bowl tournament. And that's what it is. What we feel about our Super Bowl is how the rest of the world feels about every single one of these World Cup matches. So we're going to break that down. But before we get into the World Cup, I kind of go another week, especially as Ernie recovers his Boston Celtics now at nine game winning streak 13 and three yes rolling teams right now exactly all right my lakers are about to win their third in a row they're up 112 to 81 i'm not sure if my computer's working correctly <laughs> that's a 31 point lead for the lakers they're turning it around right now without lebron so i'm in favor of trading lebron <laughs> We got to upgrade. We'll trade LeBron, bring in some support for for Dennis the Menace, who's back tonight as well. But, Ernie, let's get into the World Cup.
1: Okay, yeah. So,
0: as American fans, as soccer coaches, yeah. we have a passion for this. We want the USA to do good. We all know that this is not the Women's World Cup where the U.S. is expected to win. With the men, we hope that they get to the next round, which is the round of 16. The US are right now are plus ten thousand, around the middle of the pack in terms of odds. Mm-hmm. They're right there, they're the same odds as teams like Mexico, Poland, Serbia, Wales. Mm-hmm. And that interesting thing about that Wales if that's, that's who we open with on tomorrow, by the time this comes out tomorrow morning, Hawaii time, the match between the United States and Wales would be just about starting. So what we want to do is just kind of break down maybe the U.S. chances and then quickly go through all of the uh, World Cup groups and kind of pick who we think will be the two teams that advance out. But your thought on America's chances, or
1: anything? I, I like their chances. I mean... Uh Yes, they've been out of the World Cup uh, since, uh, what was it, 2014. So, you know, uh, very disappointing from the uh, you know the previous World Cup. But here's the thing about the World Cup. The favorites normally do not win. Not even your second favorites. France won last year. I think they were, their odds were like the fourth or fifth best. And then Brazil's always been up there. They haven't even made the finals for, I, I can't even remember for how long. You know, so, and and that just adds to this excitement. Argentina with Messi has always, (coughs) for the longest time, been a very disappointment, very big disappointment. So, I really like the U.S. chances, but I'm not looking for them. I want to see progression. This is a very young team. We can very well see a bunch of these guys play in the next two World Cups following this. So, that holds well for them. There is only one person on this team that played in the previous World Cup mm-hmm. in 2014. The rest are bang, spanking, brand new. And I wish they included Ricardo Pepe. I mean, he's he was 19, 20 years old. Uh, he scored like three goals in one game uh, during the qualifying rounds. I thought he was very electric. Ba- ba- Bahalter uh put in uh, a Tur- uh, another player that was playing in the Turkish League. But that's, that's his choice. He, I mean, I... From my standpoint, I think if you if you're gonna bring somebody from the bench uh to play in the World Cup, you want that person to give you a spark. And Ricardo Pepe, in my opinion, gives you that spark. He's young, he's exciting, he's tall, he's quick, but I'm not the coach. So we'll we'll ride with that. Even if he's not in there, I am full on US on top of this. I am but like we mentioned off the air, tomorrow's game is gonna be very important because You know, they're uh, pretty much evenly matched. England is favored to come out of that uh, bracket. So whoever wins tomorrow's game will have the upper hand on coming in second.
0: Yeah, because Iran, who's the fourth team in that group, and we'll go through the groups, they have the second worst odds or tied for the worst odds of all the World Cup teams. So that first match is going to, to me, it's going to have that playoff, Round of 16 feel because you got to feel like if you can win tomorrow, even if you lose to England and you beat Iran, you're going to advance. Yeah. It's going to be tough for the loser tomorrow. They're going to have to come up with something special against England, at least a draw or something to get points there. So right. that is going to be a crazy start. The Wales and the US. That's going to be, that's going to be. I agree with you. I think the U.S. is one World Cup away from being really competitive. And with this young group, probably two World Cups away from being at their peak. Um, So anything that we can get, my goal for this team is let's try to make the Sweet 16. Let's try to get out of uh, group play into the next round. If we can do that, I think it would be considered a very successful World Cup. So let's break that down in Group A. These are the four teams and it started today the host always plays the first game so cutter it's the group a is cutter Ecuador Senegal and the Netherlands Ecuador defeated cutter today 2-0 in the first match to me it comes down to the Netherlands and Senegal coming out of this group um, what do you think
1: Yeah I would have to I have to say so I mean I was I mean boy for the host country to to lose on the opening round, but that's a big disappointment. See you when you don't allow beer in your country. <laughs> this is this is a soccer gods talking to you. You lose in your opening match, even though even though Ecuador is a pretty decent team. I mean, they're they're the ones who like bumped the U the United States out of the previous World Cup. You know, they're they're the ones to uh, to 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 get in. Uh, it's. Uh, Really Not one of your Really Other than The Netherlands I really think that uh, They're They're the real power To come out
0: uh, Yeah I mean Ecuador is is Plus 15,000 And then Senegal Is uh, plus 8,000. So it could be Ecuador. They won today 2 0, but Senegal has a great player. Uh, although there's talk that he did get injured, so we'll have to see. But I think the Netherlands, I think, are the clear favorites yeah, at, the clear. at plus 1,200. They are a top 10 team in the world right now. So Group B is the one that we've already talked about. That's where the United States sits. You've got England, the US, uh, Wales, and Iran. England, I think we both agree, is the favorite to come out of that that group. And mm-hmm. then it comes down to the Wales or U.S. I'm going with the
1: USA to beat the Wales team tomorrow. Me too. I hope that comes to fruition. If they don't, if they lose, like you said, they got to produce magic. Someone's going to have to tie England and the U.S. is going to have to tie or beat them.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. So Group C features... Um, Messi and Argentina, Mexico, Poland and Saudi Arabia. Poland has been playing some really good ball. I expect Argentina and Poland to come out of
1: group C. Me too, me too. Even though Mexico can, can you know they have a, they have they're a very balanced team. Mm-hmm. Really no superstars on that team but they're very balanced. You know, they play with a lot of emotion we've seen it when they the US has matched up against them and you know fortunately enough it, at least during the recent matches US has had the better of them but they can still produce points you know they're very they can they can be the surprise upset Argentina definitely although man there's a there's a curse on Messi i mean they get for some reason they they lose games that they should be winning
0: yeah they do i mean until he won the uh, the copa Uh, A couple of years ago, that was the first time that he won a major international event. And let's be honest, this has got to be his last World Cup. I mean, he's coming to the end of his career. So this is his last chance to win a World Cup. And I'm not sure this Argentina team is stacked or poised, although they have the third best betting odds at plus 850. To win it all, I think that's more a case of Messi drawing the attention. In Group D, you have the defending champion France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. I think France and Denmark should roll out of this group. I I think that's pretty clear. France is number two in the odds at plus 600. They are loaded. They lost um, Benzema yesterday, hurt his quad. He's out for the World Cup but they still have Dembele, Mbappe, Griezmann. They are loaded with strikers and offensive talent. It's just
1: going to come down to their defense. I like those two. Yeah, they're they're that, yeah, it'd be surprised if France didn't, didn't make it out. But then this this team for France is, is arguably better than last year's world I mean not last year's the last World Cup team. But like I said earlier, The favorites don't seem to win in these World Cups.
0: Yeah, and and it's hard to go
1: back-to-back.
0: I mean, like in anything. Look look at my Rams. (laughs) So it is really hard to go back-to-back because France kind of went under the radar until they got to the end, and Mbappe was a star that took them over the top. So I agree. I mean, I think France could win it all, But I would expect somebody else to come up and and bump them at some point. In Group E, Perennial Power Spain, who has been down recently. You have Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Gotta think that Spain and Germany are the
1: favorites to come out of that group. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any discussion in regards to Costa Rica or Japan coming out. Although they do have talented teams, you know, Germany and Japan, I mean, Germany and Spain... Uh, international powerhouses
0: Germany has been the disappointment I think for them over recently because they they have not gotten to as far as they expected to go Um, but they're always going to be there and they should and I believe they're going to get out of there Japan men not in the same category as Japan women who are one of the top female teams in the world Group F has Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Belgium is one of the, the uh, pre-tournament favorites, but they've been sliding back over the last uh, few years. They were the number one team going into the World Cup in 2018. They failed to, uh, to live up to that, but I still expect them to
1: come out of this group. For yeah. me, probably Croatia would be the second team. Yeah, I team. would agree with you on top of that. Canada, very talented team, but I don't think they're on the same level. They're not on the same level. Yeah,
0: Croatia went very far last time, deep into the round of 16. uh, And I think they're going to continue to do well. The tournament favorite, at least by the betting lines, Brazil at plus 400. Headlines Group G with Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon. This one is interesting because I think it's going to come down to Serbia or Switzerland. And I'm not sure which one's going to win. But I went to Switzerland, and I like the people there, so I'll go Switzerland for my second pick. I'll
1: go Brazil, and I'll go Switzerland. Wow, so you're saying you'd rather go to Switzerland than the coldness of Serbia. You didn't want to see all that snow in no, Serbia. No, I said I've been to Switzerland.
0: I've never been to Serbia,
1: so that's yeah, I why I'm going to yeah, Switzerland. I don't know how you play soccer in Serbia. So, yeah, let's go to Switzerland from that standpoint.
0: All right, and then in Group H, the last group, it's headlined by Portugal A lot of my family members Including Cristiano Ronaldo (laughs) Headlines that team Uh, Cristiano from the Madeira Islands Just where Grandma and Grandpa (laughs) Pereira came from Also we have Ghana, Uruguay And the Korean Republic I got to go with Portugal. I mean, I can't go against family. And I also have Uruguay, who I think may be the best team out of South and Central America, even better than, in, than Argentina. So Portugal and Uruguay, even if I don't expect Portugal to be quite as strong because Ronaldo really seems to be
1: getting to the end of his career. Yeah, and Ghana really surprised in the last World Cup. Mm -hmm. I really like what they did. I believe they're budding, really budding to get into that Sweet 16, the last Cup. So uh, they put together, I don't know how this version of Ghana's international team looks like, but take a look out for them. They're big, they're strong. And they're athletic, so you put all those pieces together. They can they can be a dark horse out there.
0: Okay, so let's just real quick for the sake of it, because we're only at about uh, what are we at? Only about forty four minutes. We're gonna wrap up the show a little bit. But of all these groups, Ernie, give me the one most likely favorite to not make it out of the
1: group stage. The favorite not to make it out of the group yeah. stage, boy, that's that's gonna that's gonna be tough. I would. I'm gonna to have to say it's gonna be Group B. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, would have to say that the United States is possibly favored to get out of that group. But like I, I said, like we talked, that Monday game is scary. If they lose that game, it's gonna be difficult for them to get out of that group. I, uh, it, it could be Wales and England, uh, and unfortunately, the United States will have to. To suffer from that see for me I think
0: as much as I don't want to say it it's uh it's my family it's my Portuguese Portugal people <laughs> for that reason I mean I think Uruguay is actually better than Argentina and Ghana is a decent team so I could see Portugal getting upset and somehow not making it out of Group H. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope they make it. But there would be, to me, the most likely favorite to be left out of the Sweet 16. You know, the,
1: the the psychology of that is very interesting because you you have Ronaldo having re- his recent bad vibes with Man United. Does that play a part in, you know, those feelings like uh, prohibiting him from playing his best During the World Cup. I mean so And they need
0: him. I mean he is even at his ripening age, they still need him and I don't think he's the same player and you make a good point. Right now, his professional life is in disarray yes. with all the discourse that's going on. And can he really put it out, you know, put it out of mind? I hope so. But I think of all of these, I don't see England not making it to the next round. Maybe they don't win it somehow. Somebody upsets them, but I can't imagine they're going to lose to both the USA and Wales. Um, Argentina, to me, they're not as strong as people think. But I don't think they have a strong enough group that's going to knock them out. I think. France is going to make it. Spain and Germany, I think, are going to cruise through. I don't see anyone being able to beat Belgium or Croatia or yeah. Brazil. Um, so, I, I, And then the Netherlands probably have the weakest group because they have the host and the young babies out of Ecuador. So, it's going to be interesting. Ernie, your pick to win the World Cup. Who?
1: My focus has really been on the United States, but if I were to pick if I were to pick right now just based upon I, I'm not even gonna, based upon what I've seen what, what I've seen lately, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna go with uh, you know what they've had troubles in past World Cups. I really think it's Germany's time.
0: you think it's Germany's I time? Think
1: it, I think it's Germany's time they, I mean, you, you know you, they've had all those great teams and they weren't able to get to the big ones. I think, I think it's going to come down to them and Brazil. And I think Germany is going to pull it off.
0: Wow. See, I, I, I and gang, I'm not memorized the whole bracket, so I'm not sure how these teams will match up. But I think the two teams that will end up playing for the championship if it works out this way is England and France. Uh, the defending champ from the World Cup from, from four years ago and the defending Euro Cup champion as England won that last year. I think England is playing really, really well. I like England to win the World Cup this year. Oh. Yep. So Ernie's got Germany and Brazil. I'll go England and France. Um, I like the English. You like the Germans. How far do you think the U.S. goes? To the I, I'm going to be hopeful that they're going to get to the round of 16 and we'll be one and done when it gets to...
1: Uh, That round. Uh, That would be my expectations. I just want them to show well.
0: Yeah. Because the thing is, if England does win the the division, the the group, then they're going to be two. They're going to play a one from somewhere else. They're going to play one of the best teams in the world. Right. It's going to be a a, a challenge for them to beat one of the real ripe, veteran, uh, talented teams. Um, Like I said, four years from now, I'm going to expect more. I think we're going to have a chance. And eight years from now... Realistically The US could win Their first Men's World Cup Yeah Hopefully 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 So Ernie Anything else You want to talk about Go USA Go USA The World Cup Is starting gang That was that was about 14-15 minutes of pure World Cup breakdown. <laughs> uh, but another fascinating show. Again, congratulations to the Major League Baseball Award winners. Big congratulations to the six teams playing for the Hawaii State Football Championships next week. Looking forward to the Kahuku Punoho matchup, especially senior night up at Manoa. The Warriors with a victory over UNLV to complete and cap a fabulous. Five, four or five years for these seniors. I yeah. mean, there's been some topsy-turvy, but to go yeah. out with a victory makes everything so much sweeter. Yeah. We're going to be rooting for the Bulls to upset the San Jose Spartans next week. Can. Again, for the last five weeks, Ernie's hitting 90% on his picks, 9 out of 10, three consecutive 2-0 and weeks. He's got two locks for you on Thanksgiving. Yep. Don't forget, bet Minnesota, bet Dallas, the two teams that played each other. Bet them on Thursday so that you can shop Christmas shopping on Friday. Put your turkey on it. (laughs) Ernie's got Germany. I've got England winning it all. And again, gang. What fun I had this week. On Wednesday, I was there with Ku'ule and Alan in studio for one hour and wake up in the den. We encourage you to please check them out on a daily basis. They do nothing but laugh. It's like me and Ernie, but in the real radio station, you know, so <laughs> they, it was a blast. It was fun talking sports with them Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Wake Up in the Den on Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We're very proud to be a part of the Hawaii Sports Radio Network Ohana. Um, The home of the Dallas Cowboys, USC football, Clipper basketball and Angel baseball and the future home. And the current home on podcast of the sports rivals, yeah. so we're ready to rock and roll with that. And again, happy birthday to Tiana Pereira! Yay. Happy twenty fourth birthday! I'm not sure how you possibly twenty four, when I'm only twenty eight, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that that doesn't that seems to be not very possible. But again, gang, until next week, happy Thanksgiving happy to Thanksgiving. all of you, and the sports rivals are out. Thank you for joining us on the Sports Rivals Podcast. Check us out on social media at Sports Rivals Podcasts on Instagram and at Sports Rivals Pod on Twitter, where you can share topics you'd like to hear.